Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants with a background in early childhood education. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi. I'm also an early childhood educator and the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us as we chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hi, everyone. It's Pam. And with me today, I have Elisa. Hi. And Heidi. Hello. And we have a really great tip. Um, actually, we got a question in that Heidi's going to ask. And uh, we have some great tips to help you along with it. So go ahead, Miss Heidi. My baby cries every time we walk into his room for naps. Is there anything I can do to stop it? This is a great question. Um, and one that actually I get all of the time. We, um, regardless of whether you're working on sleep or not working on sleep, if they're your little ones falling asleep on their own or not, this can happen at any age um, and can happen not only with going into the room, it can happen during diaper change or putting that sleep sack on. It can happen um, when you're going into the crib. So it can happen at different times uh, and it can happen at any age and it can happen you know, they can have weeks and weeks and weeks where they're fine. And then they can have weeks and weeks and weeks where they're not. So, um, sometimes, yeah, yeah. It's tough sometimes because all of a sudden you're like, you put them on the change table and you're like, we do this every day, three times a day. And now all of a sudden you start crying every time I put you on the change table or every time we walk into your room. And even if it's not nap time, every time we walk into your room, you're starting to cry. Mm -hmm. So some of the reasons why that can happen, um, the fear of missing out. Most of our babies and children do not want to go for their naps as much as they need them. <laughs> they don't necessarily want to be leaving, you know, the party and going off and having to be um, doing their naps and being on their own, right? So mm -hmm. um, that's one of the reasons. The Typically what I find um, and where most of that comes from is when a family is really consistent with their routine. So baby is predicting what is coming up, knows what's going to happen next. So they're like, no, because I know after the change table, then you're going to put me in the crib and I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. So hats off for being super consistent um, <laughs> and so consistent that your little one can is able to predict what's coming next. Uh, so it is actually a good thing, but it can be tough, um, you know, when those tears start to come. So usually though, it is with that consistent routine. Yeah, I just want to throw out there that my son was doing this at three months. Yes, Ooh. yes, he, yes, he was. <laughs> he was, um, your son, though, is a very um, unique, interesting, unique, <laughs> unique. Yeah, he's, 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 he's busy. He was, he's, a, he was a busy boy, right? He's just he's making his own path um and not even not only that the busyness but he was like well aware of his environment earlier than he should have been he was you know he was doing lots of those little things so yeah your little guy started later um usually I'm seeing it around for the most part like that six seven months eight months um yeah. when they know what's coming up so there's for today's episode, there's usually three times that it's going to happen. It's as you're walking into the room, as you're putting them onto the change table or getting them changed, or then once as they're going into bed. Mm -hmm. Lisa, do you have tips for going into the room? The one when they cry for going into the room? Yeah. So talking to them can really, really help. 
because you are helping them through their feelings. So validating those feelings that they have yeah. is, again, we, we say this very often, you'll notice a pattern, but validating those feelings. So, oh, I know you don't want to go into your room. I know you don't want to go to bed. Yeah. You know, just kind of, you know, repeating that and, and saying that you don't have to repeat it over and over and over, but just validating those feelings and then talking about things that are in their room. Do you have a book in your room that you like, you know, as they get a little bit older? I mean, I, I spoke to my children like that right from a very young age. So when my even three month old was doing this, I would Mm -hmm. be, I would have him on, um, at this point he was on my bed and that's where I was changing him because then I would put him into the bassinet right beside my bed. So I would change him on the bed and put his sleep sack on or his swaddle, whatever he was in at that point in time. And that's when he would start to really escalate and so I was just talking to him throughout that so we're gonna put your sleep sack on and then I'm gonna give you a nice big cuddle you know and we're gonna do this and this and just talking them through that routine Mm -hmm. can really help and I really liked Elisa how when you're when you're giving that example how you're talking you're you are calm right we're not raising our anxiety because our little ones becoming upset because that's just going to reinforce that upset on their end right so yes they are upset but you are just calmly talking them through what you're doing you're calmly um, going through that routine and asking them questions and just using that language to help um, keep yourself calm but then also help to validate for them that upset but then also they're going to be able to hear right that that calmness coming out of you that okay maybe I don't need to panic yeah one of my favorite things too, so, um, and I tell my families this all the time when they're working with us, so you want to make it silly. You want to make it as silly um, as you can. So if I have a little one who is upset every time we walk into the into the bedroom at non-sleep time, so this is a really good, what Elisa just said was really good for before that nap or before that bedtime, but what you also want to be doing during the day is at non-sleep times. So if I have a little one who it doesn't like to be uh, walking into the room, well, we're going to walk into the room 900 times a day. We are going to be silly and we're going to jump in the room and jump out of the room. And are we going to, are we going into your room? No, we're not going into your room. Not right now. Let's go into mommy's room. Let's go back into your room. Um, I'm going to be walking in that room. And, and if you go back and listen to our fears and anxieties podcast, you'll hear a lot about what we say in terms of that overexposing and desensitizing them to it. So that's essentially what we want to do. We want to make it funny, fun, silly, jumping in and out of the doorway, going in a numerous, numerous, numerous times a day. Oh, let's go in and get this. Oh, let's go in. And, oh, let's go look out your window. Let's see what's over there. Yeah. Overexposure. Uh, change table. Change table is the same thing. Um, so change table is a little bit of a difference. So sometimes with a change table, it can be the actual act of changing the diaper. It can be uh, getting zipped into the sleep sack. It can just be putting being put onto that change table. So again, we're going to get uh, silly and have fun with it. We're going to be putting them on that change table over and over and over again during the day. So, oh, let's go in and look at your look at your, um, out the window. And then here, we're just going to lay you here. Mommy just wanted to smell your toes. Ha ha ha. And we're going to make a little game out of it. Right. Um, so being silly, trying to change that. And it's not necessarily every single time we're, we're going for a diaper change. It's, it's just putting them on the 
change table and then you can try sitting them you can put them on their on their belly and be like is this how was this what mommy's supposed to do oh i'm so silly right and then getting them up again and it's on and off and on and off and on and off um if you do have to change their diapers and they are squirming and they're you know not enjoying it that part of the routine you can try, try changing the diaper in a different part of the house um you know sometimes changing them in the living room and then going into the bedroom can help diminish any of that upset uh on the floor can yes, be very yes. helpful when they get to that age where they are trying to roll around yes i just find i had a lot more um control over their body when they were on the floor for those diaper changes versus on the change table yes yes because Definitely. you can sit right in front of them and like have your legs mm -hmm. out beside them and it just gives you a little bit more room to act quickly before they try to roll again <laughs> yeah and you don't have to worry about them falling yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> when then, oh. when it's time for a diaper change and you know your little one doesn't necessarily love those diaper changes letting them know that you're going to change their diaper as well can, yes. can make a bit of a difference for them. So it's different than the times that you're playing on the change table. It is, we're going to change your diaper now, you know, and then go in and, and maintain that diaper change. Yeah. Um, another thing too, if they're really upset with that diaper change, you can give them like an, uh, especially if it's like before bed, right? So as you're kind of trying to see if maybe doing the diaper change on the floor will help or in the other room, you can also offer them like non-toys to, to play with or to, to keep them busy or occupied. Um, you're right there with them, right? So it's not like you're giving them, you know, I don't know, charging cable and saying, hey, play with this for 20 minutes while I don't observe you. Um, you can give them like, I know, um, at least I think it was, I think it was your little guy who loved the, the lids for the temper or whatever. Tylenol, like, yeah, like yeah, those, those medicine droppers. He loved those. So yeah. I had some Empty. of those. Yeah, empty, of course. Um, I had those. <laughs> I had those right beside empty ones, right beside the um, change table, and so I would give him something like that. He also loved my daughter and him both loved little bottles that I, I don't even know why, but they just loved little trinkets and little yeah. bottles. So those would be things that I would have that were just for yeah. diaper changes. Tissue paper is another one. Yes, they, they just love playing with tissue paper, um, crinkly toys, anything that is something that that's out of the ordinary for them yeah. and that, you know, interests them. So it's something that comes out only when you're doing those diaper changes. And so you, you know, let them know it's it's time to change your diaper. Now we're going to go into your room. We're going to change your diaper, talking them through it yeah. to help with your confidence and what your what you are putting out there but then also laying them down and passing them that item that would you like to play with this one today while i change your diaper and giving them that item that they can play with and and one of the pieces there is is because your routine has been so predictable um it kind of becomes part of that uh, like it comes becomes part of the routine okay you lay me on my change table and this is when i start to cry got it um so if it's if that's where you're starting to see that upset, you can consider switching up the routine a little bit. So if, um, you know, if you're typically doing diapers and sleep sack, and then you're sitting and doing a story, maybe try doing a story and then do diaper and sleep sack and then do your second story and then 
into bed, right? So switching up that, that routine, even just a tiny little bit in terms of what part of your routine um, you're doing first and then second, even that alone can be enough for them to be like, oh, wait a second, I've had my story and now I'm doing the change table. Okay, wait, let me figure this out here. So it can be enough that it's, that it's enough of a little bit of a tweak um, without it being so drastic that uh, it can help them along that way for sure. So let's talk about, you know, if you've been working on teaching your little one how to fall asleep on their own in their crib, um, they might have a little bit of upset when you are going through that routine because they know that they're going into that crib next. So if you feel like they're having a little bit more than usual, it'll peak as they, it'll, it'll come and go as they grow. Yeah. Um, sometimes they'll just go to bed really, really easily and other times they will fight it a little bit more. If you're at the beginning of sleep coaching and you're going through the motions of the routine and your little one is becoming upset during that routine or when you go into your room, into their room, or if you find that they're going through a phase where they have begun to, to be upset again, then what you can do is do more crib play during that yes. time. And we do have a whole episode on crib play and the importance of crib play and, and, you know, why we recommend it. But this is a good indication that perhaps doing a little bit of crib play would be beneficial for them. Mm -hmm. And then again, it's going to be that same silliness, right? So if, if you have a little one, and I've had this many times where they were fine once they were in the crib and, and in there for a minute or two, and then they were able to, to get to sleep, but um, they really hated that act of being put into that crib. So, so again, that's where we're, I'm going to go in numerous times a day at non-sleep times. And, and I'm either going to put you into the crib, like you said, with the crib play so I can get laundry away, or I'm going to pretend to put you in and then take you out and pretend to put you in and take you out. And, and I'm going to get really silly with how I'm lowering you into the crib. And we're going to try and make it so that the idea of just like going into the room, just like going onto the change table, isn't so much a oh, I, I go into the crib, I'm supposed to cry. It's, we're, we're changing it up so that it's not necessarily A equals B. It's, hey, I can go into the crib and look at, we're having lots of fun. And that doesn't mean that your tears are going to stop automatically right away. But these little things that you're doing um, can really help if your little one is struggling, going into the room, getting them to the change table, going into bed, um, taking that time at non-sleep times and being silly, having fun with it, talking them through it, I can make a really big difference in how they're handling um, that upset. And then it can even just stop it. I have so many of my families, a little bit of work, being silly, doing this, doing that, overexposing, and, and we no longer have the issue. So it really is something that I would, if you are struggling with it, I would definitely uh, give it a go, make it fun, do it a few times a day um, for for at least a couple of weeks and you should really see a difference in in their temperament and how they're handling uh, those little transitions going into the room onto the change table or going into bed mm -hmm. anything else to add Elisa or Heidi that was a really quick tip it was a good one yeah I just well it's really like a parenting rule it's like these tiny tweaks can make such a big difference it really can because these are things that can last for months and months and months like they can last for months of every time we go into the room it's always a big upset and we know and if you listen to the crib play one you'll hear us talk about you know the 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 but we're playing in the crib and all of that stuff but 
it, it just, it can make such a difference. And in such a short amount of time, it can really change how secure and confident they're feeling about these different parts of the routine. So give and it I, a go. Yeah. And I think another really big one is that you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. You know, this is yes. common. It's a common thing that almost every baby will go through at some point or another, Absolutely. whether you have done sleep coaching or you haven't done sleep coaching, right? When my son was three months old, I was still rocking him to sleep, but he still did not love the act of going to sleep. And so he fought that bedtime routine mm -hmm. when it was happening. So it can happen when you're still holding them to sleep it can happen when you've done sleep coaching it is a very common thing for little ones to do and there's nothing that you are doing that is you know wrong in this scenario yeah, yeah no super valid point and you know above all we know how hard sleep can be so if you put these these little um tips into play and you're still struggling with the upset at bedtime or naps or just the upset in general, please don't hesitate to reach out. Elisa and I, this is exactly what we do. We love doing it. We love helping our families um, get through these things, especially when it comes to sleep and parenting. So if you are struggling, restfulparenting.com um, and we can absolutely get you set up and uh, help with some of that upset for sure. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, thanks for joining me, ladies. We'll see you next Thank time. You. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we'll have uh, a few more recorded and out again. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.